the challenge of the monster. Who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness? Something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Come on, here we go. This is it. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. Welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Spivey, and today I'm doing a solo episode on the movie The Funhouse from 1981. So, uh, directed by Toby Hooper, actually. Uh, it was released March 13th, 1981. So, I'm going to get right into the story and then give our scores and then talk about it. And I'll give you thoughts from Aaron since he couldn't he couldn't be here to do this review with me, so I'll give his points as well. A rebellious teen Amy defies her parents by going to a trashy carnival that has pulled into town. And so are her boyfriend Buzz and their friends Liz and Richie. Thinking it would be fun to spend the night in the campy funhouse horror ride, the teens witness a murder by a deformed worker wearing a mask. Locked in, Amy and her friends must evade the murderous carnival workers and escape before it leaves town the next day. So it got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Shout Factory gives this a 5 out of 5. They did a nice little Blu-ray release for it uh, recently. Uh, in the past few years, I do believe. 84% um, like this on Google. Let's get into the Rotten Tomato score, shall we? 67% on the tomato meter, so it's considered fresh, but the audience score on here is a little disappointing at only 38%. So a lot of people did not like this movie. Uh, this movie stars... I know one of the actors, uh, but I, I, I'll wait. It stars Elizabeth Barrage as Amy Harper. Sean Carson as Joey Harper. Uh... Cooper Huckabee as Buzz Dawson, Largo Woodruff as Liz Duncan, Miles Chaplin as Richie Atterbury, um, and Kevin Conway as the freak show Barker, strip show Barker, fun house Barker. Uh, so there you go. So basically, and I'm going to try to hit everything that Aaron wanted me to hit for him personally. Uh, Basically, what he liked about this movie um, was he liked the atmosphere of the film. He liked um, the carnival aspect to it. Uh, you know, he didn't like any of the characters. 
that's what he told me. He said he didn't like any of the characters, but he did like the carnival aspect. He liked some of the cinematography. Um, you know, uh, he just overall he feels this film's dated. Um, which I, I, I agree, it is dated. He he compared it to the haunts. You know, you have to, you know, we both got in a little debate on this last Friday, just didn't audio we had some audio we had some video and audio technical difficulties, but it's the reason it's the reason I'm doing this solo today. Um, we just never could find time to do it. Uh, but yeah, he uh we compared this, you know, haunted attraction films, and this is actually my number two film as far as haunted attraction films. For him, it's number I want to say four. I know we both agree on the haunt as number one, but I think he had Hellfest at number three. I have Hellfest number four, but I am uh, I had the Funhouse at number two. He had something else I think at number two. Um, I just can't really think of it right now. I, I my mind's throwing a blank there, but uh, he had something else at there but we debated it you know and you know he's decided he wasn't the see i thought he was a, a toby hooper fan for whatever reason i thought he was big on Texas chainsaw massacre and he's 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 he respects it for what it was but you know he's he's not big on toby hooper he likes uh oh i think um better than not haunting haunted attraction film but he really loves poltergeist uh but he even said that Friday that that was more Spielberg. There's a lot of Spielberg in that movie, and Toby Hooper just got credit for it, which is pretty much the word of mouth on everybody that worked on that film that Spielberg really directed it, but Hooper got credit for it. So, um, so he loves that movie. Uh, but yeah, as far as this movie, he just he he just didn't he just didn't really love it, and we have two completely different views. I will go ahead and give his score. He gave it a two point five. It's not. It's not the worst film to him, but you know, it's not fresh for him either. For me, it's fresh. I I love the atmosphere of this film. I love the carnival aspect as well. I I love Kevin Conway in this movie. I love the monster in the movie. Uh, I, and I, I the characters I agree with. You know, I don't really care for them. And he did. He did point this out too. Um, in like the opening scene. They went. They were homaging um, Halloween, you know, with the brother in the in the Halloween mask pretending to stab his sister. But also, that could be Psycho as well, because that was homage to Psycho uh, from Halloween as well. Uh, but anyway, he was doing that. He didn't really understand that. Uh, I think it was just brother sister playful, a playful scene, you know. Paying respects to Halloween, but still being a playful scene at the same time, and uh, well, playful, uh, playful with the brother anyway. He wanted her to take him because it's a very similar plot. If you you think of that opening scene, here's what I think: <laughs> when you think of the Fun House, I think he took the opening scene in Halloween and created a movie with it, almost because uh, it's about a little brother wanting his older sister to take him. To this carnival, which was about Michael Myers wanting his older sister to take him trick or treat, and she wouldn't do it, so he killed her. <laughs> you know, it didn't. It doesn't go that far, but that's the setup 
to get you where you're going. And I, I think, you know, there's there's some Halloween in this, and always, you know, there's always going to be some Halloween in these older, early '80s films. You know, they they're going to take a little bit of Halloween and twist it their own little way and create something new, hopefully. And I think they created something new here. I, I I'm a big fan of uh, you know, the the carnivals. I think it's it's creepy to do a film in a carnival. I think it's it's fun. See, I thought this movie was fun. This is my second time watching. First time I watched it, I thought I liked it, but there, it left a lot to be desired as well. Second time watching it, I had a blast with it. Uh, it's misleading with the clown, though. Uh, there's really no clown, but it's misleading. But I, what I liked about this movie, it's fun, number one. I like the setting with the, the carnival. I like the atmosphere of the movie. The characters are the main characters. A lot to be desired. <laughs> I still feel that way. Uh, but as far as Kevin Conway playing, you know, his character, he's he's really he's really the villain of the movie. I think he's great. The monster in the movie reminds me of Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. He's not really bad. He doesn't really know what he's doing. So I related to Frankenstein's monster with that character, and I like that character. Um, the little boy's annoying at times. Um, he, he has no real reason to be there except he wanted to go. So he goes on his own and gets in a little trouble. And one of the, you know, one of the carnies is gonna babysit him throughout the movie until his parents show up. But, but anyway, the plot of this movie, once it really gets going after the carnival shuts down, right? The monster, you know, uh, is paying, you know, the, the woman that sees your futures. Um, you know, she sees your future. She can predict your future. Uh, he's paying her basically for sets. He's got a mask on. He's got he's got the Frankenstein mask on. So that, that so you, you get a little bit of Halloween. You get a little bit of Frankenstein here. So he's got the mask on. He accidentally kills her. Because basically what's happening here is he is um, once, you know, he um, once he gets really excited, it's over for her. As far as she's concerned, her job is to get him excited, you know, and then her job's done. And she really did nothing and got him excited and she was taking her money and leaving. Frankenstein's monster here is like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. And and what does she do? What does he do? He accidentally kills her. Well, the four teenagers are up top watching this all play out. And the the here's the one scene I didn't see. In both views, I never saw one of the, the teens steal the money. That's that comes with a major plot point in this movie. He, he steals the money. They know their people. The, the Kevin Conway's character knows that they stole the money, knows they've witnessed a murder. So the, he is telling his monster to go find him and kill him. So that, that becomes your plot of the story. They're trying to escape that. Uh, and I had fun with it, man. I, 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 I really did. I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the chase. I, I thought it was thrilling. Um, not as suspenseful. But it was a, it was a fun little romp. I mean, it was a fun little horror film from 1981, 
And that's all I ask for. Entertain me. Just entertain me. I mean, you know, um, me and Aaron have different opinions on this on this one. I, I think he expected more. Uh, you know, we have different opinions on TCM as well. I, I love TCM. I used to hate that movie, though. When I first saw it, I hated it. I don't think I fully understood. I don't think it grasped mentally. I, I, I didn't hold on to it for what it what it really represented and what it really was. You know, um, now I look at it, it. It's not my favorite in the series. It's my second favorite. I love the remake better. But as far as realism goes, and I'm not trying to get off on TCM, but as far as realism, horror goes, I think that's one of the very best films that have done it in a realistic way. Now, Halloween did it too, and I, I respect it. Uh, I recently saw Black Christmas, and I think that's a realistic horror film as well. The original, not the remake or the 2019 version. Um, the original Black Christmas with John Satson and uh, the girl from Romeo and Juliet. I can never think of her name. Uh, I know she's in that uh, in that movie. She's the, she's the lead actress, actually. So I uh, I have fun with the Funhouse, though. I, I I like I said I enjoy the chase. I, I it was thrilling. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun to be trapped in a carnival with this monster chasing you. And there's one scene with one of the girls. She's like, I'll I'll do it differently than she did, and you know. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be bad. But I, I they were just doing whatever they could to get out of there but one of the guys steals the money i just never saw it i just never saw him i'm like how did he get down there to steal the money when they were watching from the top uh maybe i missed it it is a movie i think i will go back and watch again next year i think this could become a, a halloween themed film for me uh, i really enjoyed it uh i had a lot of fun with it um but you know i mean that's that's just my viewpoint from it. Uh, the Aaron also, I don't want to forget this. It's coming little nitpicks, little nuggets, so to speak, are a little com coming from what he'd said on Friday. Um, he didn't like the acting from the four leads in this movie. He he, and I agree with him that their their acting wasn't good. But it's an '80s horror film. Are you really gonna get good acting? Look, I. I I'm a massive, anybody knows me knows knows that I'm a massive Friday the 13th fan. Massive. Do I think we got good acting in the original Friday the 13th besides Betsy Palmer? No, I don't. I don't think we watch these films for the acting. Um, but I agree with Aaron. I, I agree with him. But I don't think we watch the films for the acting. Um, but yeah, I... I think today it's different. I think we judge films today because acting today is good. Back then it wasn't because horror wasn't, you know, it was a stepchild. It was a redheaded stepchild. It, it wasn't important. It was disowned. You know, horror, they ignored horror back then. And, you know, and, and studios wouldn't put money, you know, into horror films back in the day. Even Friday the 13th, the biggest franchise back then, had trouble getting money. The uh, best example is Jason Takes Manhattan. They didn't want to film in New York. 
they wasn't going to give him the money to film in New York, like maybe uh, 10 minutes out of the movie. It's, it's just how studios viewed horror at the time. And it's a sad, sad place, but it, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. But today it's different. Not only do they give them money for day, today's horror films, they give them big actors. John Krasinski. I think I pronounced that right. <laughs> you know, uh, not only starred in a horror movie, directed it. You know? Um, Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead uh, was in Mayhem, another fun horror escape film. Uh, so you get top actors to do horror films these days. Um, uh, Stephen Lang and Don't Breathe which is more of a thriller, I think. But still, it's getting a sequel. Uh, more money's going to pop into that. You get really talented actors. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get Denzel or Tom Hanks in a horror film, but you, you know, you're going to get good actors for horror films. Um, you just are. I mean, that's just the way it is today. You're going to get... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Okay, you, Jamie Lee Curtis comes back for Halloween, right? At Halloween 2018, right? She comes back. No one expected that, that she would return 40 years later to, to a, a, a franchise she doesn't have to return for, but she does because she, she loves, she wants to give back to the horror community. And also that, that put her on top. I mean, they put her on the map. Halloween put her on the map. So she's giving back. But that had some really good, uh, character actors in that movie as well. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, we, we get really good actors in these movies today when we didn't in the past. I know I've gotten off topic, but I'm just saying we do get some pretty good actors today um, in the horror genre where we didn't in the past. And I, you know, I even said we shouldn't, you know, because he, he did this with me on uh, taking a, not taking a Pella, one, two, three, but uh, I saw it on Precinct 13 with John Carpenter's. I, I didn't care for it because I was comparing it to today. And I, I felt Aaron was comparing this to today. And it's all in love, man. We, we, we disagreed with it, but it's all in love. We can disagree and talk and uh, have a conversation because that's what it's all about, having a conversation. And we did. And, and I really wish Friday's episode could have been put out there because you not only get my opinion, you got his and maybe you disagree with my opinion, but you agree with him or vice versa, regardless of it. You know, we agreed on, we, we didn't agree, but we respected each other's opinions. And, I, and that's the beauty of doing a podcast with Aaron. You know, it really is. It's the beauty of it. Cause you're not always going to agree, but you, you're going to respect each other's opinions. But anyway, I've gotten off topic on that too. But my point is, he he felt the acting was bad. I agree with him. It was bad as far as the four teens go, the four main characters go. Uh, Kevin Conway was good though. Uh, he he was he was the standout. Um, my favorite scene in the movie though, I think is it's it's dealing with the uh, with the Frankenstein's monster. I keep calling him that because that's just he had the Frankenstein's monster mask on and he he kills. She's not a prostitute or anything, but, you know, he kills the woman that's telling your future. And uh, I, I think that, and the four teens are watching below, I think that's my favorite scene in the movie. And 
it's the most important scene in the movie, in my opinion. I think that was my favorite scene. Uh, I enjoyed the chase. I enjoyed them. Okay. Oh crap. You know, we're in a situation here. Uh, how do we get out? You know, it's locked down. These people are going to be coming after us. So, I mean, I, what Aaron wanted, he wanted the whole carnies to be coming after these people. And that would have been fun, no doubt. I, I think this this would be one of the few films I think could be remade today and, and benefit from it. Cause, I mean, it's not, it's I, I enjoy it, but it's got its flaws, no doubt. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Toby Hooper fan either. I think he, I mean, he did, uh, for this, he did Salem's Lot. Which I'm, I've never finished all the way through. Um, of course, he did Poltergeist as well, but he he didn't do a whole lot of movies. You, when you really think about it, Toby Hooper didn't do a whole lot. Um, and I know he's so beloved by the horror community. I, I get that, and and I respect him for what he has done. Like he did TCM, he did TCM too, which I'm not a fan of. Just throwing it out there. I I, I hated. TCM2. Uh, not a fan of that movie. I'm not really a fan of that franchise overall. I like I, I like a couple of them, but I think the first one's a classic. I think the remake's a classic. I like the prequel to the remake. Um, I didn't like two. I didn't care much for three either. The Next Generation I, I like, and that's blasphemy. Blasphemous. But I love Matthew McConaughey's performance in that movie. Everything else is, is trash, but his performance, he's so over the top in that movie. And I love that. But obviously, Toby didn't direct the last two of those. He didn't direct the remakes. And then they did a, what, the sequel to the original, Tetra Chainsaw 3D. I liked it when I saw it, then rewatched it, and I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I just thought it was hot garbage. Then they did that straight to video release. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. I, Texas Chainsaw, maybe. Uh, I don't remember what that movie's even called. Um, but it's it's a prequel to the original um, about how Leatherface came to be. Uh, just it felt like a Rob Zombie film to me, uh, which Aaron also said. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, inspired guys like Rob Zombie, filmmakers like Rob Zombie. And he's not wrong on that. Hey, he inspired me to write a story, too. No doubt about it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre inspired me to write a screenplay called In the Wilderness. No doubt about it. I say Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses really inspired it. But what inspired that? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It all starts there. You know, um, so I'm a, I'm a fan of TCM. I just, I'm just not the biggest fan of Toby Hooper. I didn't care for Salem's Lot when I saw of it. Uh, I like Poltergeist. Poltergeist is his best film, but it's a Spielberg film. You know, reality is Spielberg made more of that movie than Toby Hooper. But I would say Toby Hooper's. Uh, here's here's where I would rank it, films wise, that he's credited to directing. Top three films, my opinion. Uh, Poltergeist is number one. Number two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number three would be The Fun House. That's how I view it. Uh, but I'm going to give my score real quick. I'm going to give The Fun House, for me, this is like, maybe it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know. I just had a lot of fun with it. 
but maybe you could say it's a guilty pleasure. I give this a four out of five purely because it was fun for me. Um, might not be fun for a lot of other people because if you go by Rotten Tomato score, the audience score, it's not fun for them. But if you go by Google, it's fun for them. So I, mean, I think it's a mixed bag for most fans. Uh, but for me, you know, in its time period, I think it was done well. I can go back and watch it today and still have fun with it. Um, so, you know, I, I, there's some scenes in the movie. And I'm like, that's cringeworthy. No doubt about it. I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, but I think, I think, I, I, like I said before, I think this is one of those projects that could benefit from a remake. I think if you remake the fun house today as a haunted house attraction, or even as a carnival, I mean, you can still do the carnival thing, you know, because we still have carnivals today. You can still do that today. Um, but I would love a setting in the 70s or early 80s. I think that you keep that setting and you, you could do something really good here uh, if you remade it. I think it's a project. It's a property that could re be remade and could benefit from it. Of course, you probably have to get the state approval of the Hooper, Toby Hoopers. But, you know, I think if he if they're willing to redo TCM, they should be willing to do the Funhouse. I mean, I don't know a lot of uh, Toby Hooper's original films. Uh, like, I could think the Funhouse, I could think Tetris Chainsaw Massacre, Tetris Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, Poltergeist. Uh, he did the Toolbots murders, I believe, at one point uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, was not a fan of that either. Uh, but he's an important commodity for the horror community. Uh, he's got to be looked at as one of the originals horror masters. He, he just has to. I mean, TCM alone has to be considered, you know. Uh, and I, I would never say he's a one-hit wonder. Um, I mean, he, no, I would never say that. I don't look at him or view him like a Carpenter or a Wes Craven, though. I, I don't view him that up he's not up there for me he's more of a george romero type guy who uh gets made basically credit for the zombies you know and that's that's basically it and i feel toby is considered the the the, the creator of the cannibals family killers type films and uh that's not a bad thing man to be remembered in that way in the horror community it's 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 a good thing i mean george is remembered for zombies there will never come a guy that will be better at creating zombies than george romero just like cannibalistic families killing people well, you won't get that again even though rob zombie has tried and god bless him <laughs> he has tried but he's never been able to create anything that has topped Tetris Chainsaw Massacre. I prefer House of I prefer the Fire Firefly Firefly family over the Hewitt family. Or whatever they were called in the original TCM. I do. I prefer that family because they're so out there. But general audiences do not prefer them. So that's what you have. But I mean Toby Hooper did a great job. And you know, I, I respect him 
for TCM. I even respect him for the sequel because he went out and did something completely different. He made it a comedy, and that was unheard of at the time. I didn't prefer it, but I respect it. I, I, you got to respect a guy that's willing to do something different. And I thought, thought the Fun House was a fun little movie. It was something different because we didn't really see a lot of carnival films. And if we did, we didn't see them be turned into horror films like like this. So I like that aspect. And plus, you had a little bit of Frankenstein in there. So I mean, I'm a big fan of Frankenstein. So uh, he's one of my favorite Universal monsters. He's probably number two behind Wolfman. Um, but you know, I love Frankenstein's monster. So uh, so that kind of gets me on board as well. But I'm gonna close this out real quick. Uh, I like to say thank you for listening today's episode of toby hooper's the fun house um stay tuned for friday's episode we are reviewing um darkness falls so we're gonna go back uh review the tooth fairy so to speak um it's been a long time since i've seen a movie i did enjoy it when i saw it i've seen it twice i think uh like it was never one of my like all-time favorite films but i enjoyed it when i saw it uh i enjoyed the 2000s era horror films a lot of people hate on it but i enjoy them um most of them not all of them but most of them i I thought they're fun they were fun so but anyway this has been brandon spivey marking out with you today while reviewing the fun house hopefully you enjoyed hopefully you you got something from aaron's perspective too um because you know he said some really good things and uh, he brought he pointed out some good things i wished he could have been here to do this in do more of this, uh, give his opinion a little bit more, but I tried to take things he pointed out and put them in here. Hopefully I did a good job with that. And if I didn't, I apologize. But anyway, thank you for marking out with me today on the mark out movie podcast. This has been our 92nd episode. So eight more to go to a hundred, right? So here's to it. Uh, but thank you for listening. Um, and I'll see y'all Friday. Keep marking out people. Thank you for listening.